I'd like to thank you all for joining uh, us tonight. Um, just the, the, the mere privilege of, of having committed um, people to come and join uh, in this video calls, even in this time, in a time where, uh, you know, the coronavirus sort of dashed the hopes of, of church planting. But the Lord has been gracious. The Lord continues to build his church and uh, grace to you. Um, so uh, we have been looking at a series uh, on our Wednesday nights on, on, on really church membership and baptism. But there's a reason why I've started with church membership and then I'll come back to baptism later on. Um, last week we looked at, or the last time out, we looked at uh, regenerate church membership. What, what it means to be regenerate uh, by way of defining uh, that being, re being regenerate is to be made alive by the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, as the likes of Spurgeon would put it, of God. And by his enabling, you repent of your sin and put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is, that is a re regeneration. And so one who has a clear profession of the, of the, of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, um, a life evidenced by progressive sanctification i.e growing in grace and knowledge of the lord jesus christ hating confessing and turning away from from sin and a life that is evidenced by the love for the body of christ and i will prefix by saying if you claim to love the head of the church which is christ jesus then you must love and be committed to his body. There, there's no way someone can claim to say, I love Jesus, but you, you, you're not committed, you, you have not covenanted with a certain uh, body of believers for, for whatever reason you may have. Uh, where some reasons are valid for, for certain periods and times and seasons. However, one who professes to love or to have been impacted by the head of the church, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, must love and be committed to the local church, to, to his body. And, and also, I would also prefix by saying, you have a responsibility to commit, if, if you are a Christian, if, if you say, I profess uh, that the Lord has saved me from my sin, I have the Holy Spirit residing in me. I, 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 I've got a hunger for the word of God. I, I, I'm, being, I, I'm alive to sin. Um, sorry, I'm alive in Christ and, and dead to sin. And, 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 I'm, and I'm putting uh, to death sin daily. Then you have a responsibility to commit yourself to a local body of believers who have submitted to the headship of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord Jesus Christ in turn has assigned under shepherds, <coughs> which are elders, who are committed to preach, teach, 
sound doctrine, shepherd you, and where necessary, exercise church discipline. And we see the charge uh, from first, the charge to the, to, to the elders from First Peter chapter 5. If you would turn with me there and follow. First Peter chapter 5. Verse, verse 1 to 4. And the heading there is, 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 is very clear if you've got a study Bible or even just a, a Bible. It just says, shepherd the flock of God. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the suffering of Christ as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful, uh, some versions say, not for sordid gain, which is the NASB, but eagerly, not domineering. Elders are not supposed to be domineering and, and abusive to the flock. They're not supposed to be manipulative. Uh, we, we live in a day where uh, a lot of people have emerged, uh, uh, specifically women, uh, crying out on social media saying, you know, I was part of this church and I was abused by the, uh, the elders. And, and I, after that, I was put on church discipline uh, and, and excommunicated so as to sweep uh, the sin of, 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 of the shepherds of the flock of the Lord Jesus Christ under the carpet. And, and some, of course, may have framed and lied, but largely there are some who have genuine, genuine issues with, uh, with elders, between the elders and the flock. And, and this is where we have to be honest with ourselves, friends, that... The, the church of Christ must be at a place whereby there is mutual accountability. <coughs> so what am I saying? Even though the elders, and this is my understanding of what is being taught in the whole council of scripture, that even though the elders are exercising oversight and are leading the flock, and, and nurturing the flock, the flock in turn must keep the elder accountable to the point that the flock is able to discern or tell when their elder or elders are going astray. When their elders are going astray. And so... Not for shameful or sordid gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And, the chief, and when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Then he goes on to talk about the younger ones, etc., etc. <clears throat> so having given that introduction, I want then to move on to say, so what then? after you join a church you know after going through uh the waters and 
and and, and even you know baptism classes membership classes etc etc or even maybe you have transferred from another church to another church what then and i'll say first of all when god saves you he through the holy spirit freely gives you gifts as he wills turn with me to first corinthians first corinthians chapter 12 please be following so that you can see that from the scriptures there is a clear pattern first corinthians first corinthians chapter 12 verse 4 verse 4 to 6 now so this is the apostle paul writing to the church in corinth which was plagued by problems and division because they were uh in competition in turn and abusing the spiritual gifts mainly uh or namely uh the extraordinary gifts of the spirit uh tongues prophecy etc uh, etc et so he's writing to them and assuring them or showing them that it's the is the, the, the holy spirit that gives uh gifts verse 4 now there are vari varieties of gifts but the same spirit and the varieties of service but the same lord and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers uh, them all in everyone. And so, when one claims to be a Christian, they've been they've been given spiritual gifts, and. We, we were talking about this with my wife the other day to say uh, when people think about spiritual gifts, the first thing that they think about is the extraordinary gifts of the Spirit. When, when somebody says, I've got a spiritual gifting, the, their minds immediately go to um, tongues, healing, etc., etc. Well, of course, we as Reformed Baptists, well, this Reformed Baptist, we are cessationists. We believe that the extraordinary gifts of the Spirit, namely tongues, uh, the gift of healing, etc., etc., have ceased. It's not that God does not um, do miracles, as it were. He still does miracles. However, we believe that those extraordinary he, he no longer gifts individuals with the gifts of the extraordinary uh, uh, the extraordinary gifts of the spirit which are accompanied by signs and wonders so he no longer gifts individuals uh, those were the foundation of the church we are no longer in the apostolic age and so you can think about the gift of service, hospitality, um, maybe exhortation. May, some of us, amongst us, there may be teachers, you know. Uh, for example, women who can teach other women 
because we do not permit that the Bible does not permit a woman to exercise authority over a man. Women can teach children, etc., etc. You've got people who've got media qualities. Someone who is able to to uh, when visitors have, have come to 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 really make them feel comfortable and exhort them. So varieties of gifts and so one of the things is that when you get to a new church or you join a new church whether it is from coming as a new convert or from another place is to really you know get counsel uh, from those discipling you about where you can serve as a new believer and or the body of christ through interaction will be able to say you know so when the body of christ is interacting with you they can say oh this one is gifted in in, in this area why don't you join this ministry well why don't you do this what, what you know and and really remember the holy spirit is the one that gives us this gift so even as you are saved you are able you 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 soon gravitate to where God wants you to serve. You, you, you will soon gravitate there. Pause. So I had to send uh, a second recording because of uh, our power cuts. So um, as I was saying, when, um, when you're a, a, a new uh, member of a church, uh, some the, the body of Christ can identify where you are serving or what gift what um, what gifting you have or what gifting God has given you in order for you to be able to serve they might say aha uh -huh, you are gifted in this way some have been told uh, for example in the past I've heard stories of men who have been told by the body of Christ through maybe Bible study, through home groups and all that stuff that they are, there is a gift that they should cultivate, perhaps maybe even further their studies and then end up in preaching or teaching ministry. And, and really when you think about uh, the, the, the church in Africa, um, we... Uh, by and large, it has the mentality that they, they treat the church like an NGO, whereby you you go to church to get something. You the zeal to go to church is for you to go and get something. Now, even if it, it also filters to even um, church member level, where even a professing believer has been wired in a certain way such that even when they become a christian they are a a a pew um they are stuck in the pews they, they they just come to church and go and leave and they're not involved in any ministries they're not serving and yet people have got it upside down we go to church to serve one another with the gifts that God has given us.
with the God, with the gifts that God has given us. Turn with me to uh, Romans, Romans chapter twelve, Romans chapter twelve, Romans chapter twelve, and I'll read uh, just uh, a few verses from verse nine, um, maybe to about uh, fourteen, etc., etc., so that you can see a picture. Uh, here Paul is talking about the marks of a true Christian but at the same time you can see that this is what a Christian should be when in relation with other Christians in the body of Christ let love be genuine abhor what is evil hold fast to what is good love one another with brotherly affection outdo one another in showing honor do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. And he continues to go, he's giving uh, imperatives there after having given them the indicatives uh, from chapter chapters 1 to 11 of the of the book of Romans and so having said that let's now look at some of the duties of a church member uh, and privileges some of the duties and privileges of being a church member and this is taken from the church constitution of Kabwata Baptist Church, our sending church. And I'll add a few more if need be. Uh, I will not expose it all of them because of our time. But what I'll just do is mention and then give scripture. Number one, maintenance of a godly life, which one... Uh, which must include personal and family devotions. So, you, 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 your, your devotion, your personal devotions and your family devotions are not your own sort of business where you are as if, you know, you, 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 are, you are hiding in a cocoon and thinking, ah, no one has the right to ask me about my family devotions. No one has got the right to ask me about my personal devotions. But the body of Christ must come in and say, brother, sister, what are you reading? How is your spiritual life? Do you have your devotions every day? If not, why? What is happening? Separation from worldliness. Uh, conscientious uh, conscientiousness in the expression of one's Christian liberty so even as you express your Christian liberty you must be conscious uh, bear in your mind that there are some people who are watching you Christians may be stumbled by the way you live so even as you exercise your Christian liberty you must do it in such a manner that it does not stumble your fellow brethren. Number two, attendance 
at all meetings of the church, e.g. Sunday services, midweek meetings, business meetings, and any special meetings called upon by the elders. We all know that text in Hebrews 10.25. Not forsaking together or not neglecting together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as we see the day drawing near. And friends, we must be very clear, uh, even as we see that the world and some of the churches are spiraling out of control in terms of the low view they have of the gathering of the saints. How all they disregard that the church of the church of God is sustained through gathering physically. That is what the church is. The early church met physical. So did the church in the in in the Middle Ages, etc. etc. And you go to the Reformation and after into the Great Awakening and all that. All the, 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 the all those saints endeavored together physically. Some could not, for different reasons. Some are terminally ill. Some, uh, you know, uh, could not find. Uh, they may have been scattered or persecuted, or could not even find a healthy local church in that vicinity. But, and this time of social media and zoom and all these things excuses can be made by people about uh, the gathering of the saints now there are of course uh, special cases like uh, if someone is a church member which the constitution really addresses whereby if someone is a church member uh, but is living elsewhere uh, they will definitely uh, are supposed to submit to the eldership. They're supposed to report, uh, you know, for uh, the, 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 the elders can and must uh, um, exercise oversight. They are to give to the church, as in the special case of our sister Kuziva. Um, but the, 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 the real reality is that we hope that wherever she is she can eventually find a sound church to be part of a sound church to be part of but for now as a special case scenario she will be a member of this church laboring uh, three laboring to extend god's kingdom through the ministries of the church according to their gifts graces and calling i think that one is very clear and i touched on it earlier on the financially supporting the work of the lord by systematic and proportionate giving to the church this shall be done through tithing and free will offerings malachi 3 8 to 10 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 15. 
seeking the welfare of all other members by cultivating their acquaintance with them, praying for them. This is a, and friends, even as you see this pattern, there is one of duty and the other privilege. There's a balance. It is a, it is a privilege to be part of the body of Christ because we are ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are representatives of who he is here on earth. And so we partake of the blessings that are given to us through the scripture. And when you serve one another, admonish one another in hymns and songs and, and spiritual songs and also financially giving, you are you are contributing to the expansion of God's kingdom. Submitting to the elders as they discharge their duties of teaching and oversight and cooperating with the deacons as they administer the ordinary and outward affairs of the church. So a church member has the duty and the privilege to submit to the elders. Of the church, so that um, we, uh, I, I can turn to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter thirteen. Hebrews chapter thirteen, verse seventeen, reading. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls, as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not groaning, not with groaning, for that will be of no advantage to you. So submission will enable the elders to exercise oversight joyfully and willing. You know, there's nothing so exasperating than trying to shepherd a wayward member who is always fighting and picking up small things and trying to make it's almost like their life's uh, their life's mantra and agenda is solely to make the lives of the elders difficult or the, or even their oversight to be almost impossible because they are always challenging they are always slandering they are always pushing back as it were everything that is said and done lastly i added one ensuring so one of the duties and the privileges of a church member is upholding the gospel message really what i would say protecting or contending for the gospel or for the faith ensuring fidelity to the gospel isn't the responsibilities of pastors alone each each and every church member is responsible to uphold and affirm the gospel when the apostle paul wrote to the churches of galatia he chastised the churches 
not the elders, for turning to a different gospel. He held the congregation accountable for allowing error to creep in and to distort the gospel. And of course, not every member can, can master the intricacies of systematic theology. But every member should be able to articulate and defend the substance of the gospel. And the apostles assumed that every believer would mature in Christ, enabling them to discern true and false doctrine. And so friends, what a privilege it is to be part of a local church, part of a church where you are accountable and your soul is getting washed over. And you're also, we are also a watchman as yourself, as you watch over the souls of others, as you warn of pending danger. Oh, the marauding enemy as he approaches, as if he's about to pounce on his prey, you are there saying, no, 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 brother, sister, I think you're in error here. I think the people who you are listening to are not preaching the gospel. If you continue this way, you will lead many astray and you yourself will be led astray. Amen.